0: The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Today, we continue the pursuit of happiness as my guest shares more scientifically proven ways to lift your mood and your life. Stay tuned.
1: Healthy Living is a production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health
0: solutions for overall good health. Last time, Dr. Darren Morton explained some of the foundations of emotional wellness. Today, he's going to share more scientifically proven ways to lift your mood and your life. Welcome, Darren. Lovely to have you on the program it's again. It's
1: a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, look, I'm excited about this stuff. I have recently...
0: I never would have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get a bit animated at times. Um, yeah, obviously, I've, I've got a new book that's come out that's called Live More Happy, uh scientifically proven ways to lift your mood and your life and last time we spoke about some of the i suppose you'd call physical strategies that things that you can do Mm -hmm. in a physical tangible way that uh, that can that are evidence-based that are scientifically proven to help you feel better and who doesn't want that exactly and so can i just do a little recap yes yes do that so um, we, we we talked about things like how food feeds your mood and, uh, and particularly the consumption of fruit and vegetables, how that seems to actually predict happiness. Mm-hmm. So you need to eat more. Actually, that's not a, eat more. That's not a message that health professionals often give. But in this case, it's, it's, it's great advice. And the, sci- the science that fascinates me about that is that the studies show that when you eat more fruit and vegetables one day, you actually tend to be happier the next day. So, so food feeds your mood. Uh, Then we also spoke about how motion creates emotion. And so the idea that just by moving, when we move our body, it actually feeds information to our emotional brain that makes us feel better. Mm. And the good news is that that happens within 10 minutes. That's right. That,
0: that that astounded me. It really, mm. honestly, astounded me mm. that it could be so quick. Yeah, that's so doable, so inviting, isn't it? Yeah, inviting. I, think, I, can do this. I hope so. I can
1: do this. I hope it's inviting for you too. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The um, what I love about that is it's you know moving away from the message that there's a great. I'm I'm very much immersed in the lifestyle medicine space, so I'm, I'm the. Um, the course coordinator for postgraduate studies in lifestyle medicine at Avondale College of Higher Education, and one of the, the luminaries, one of the, 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 the prominent figures in the lifestyle medicine space, um, is a man by the name of Dean Ornish, and, and he has this quote. He says that people sometimes say to me, "Oh, if I do the things that you're telling me, will I live longer, or will I just feel longer?" Because you know, sometimes we're telling people to eat this, and they're going, "Oh, just like this is—it's it's more of a burden," but. The, the reality, what we know is that just by doing these things, that you can actually feel better and feel better very rapidly. Mm. That's an exciting message. It's me.
0: very exciting. Mm. Uh,
1: the, the speed at which it
0: happens, I think that's fantastic. It's yeah. not like, well, three months, a year or something like that. It's,
1: it's 10 minutes. Yes. So food oh. feeds your mood. Uh, motion creates it. emotion. Mm. Uh, we also spoke about how blue and green should often be seen yes. and yeah. just the benefits of being immersed in natural environments, yeah. outdoor spaces, yeah. and particularly when the sun's shining, yeah. very, very powerful. So yeah. um, bright blue and green should often be seen and then uh, rest to feel your best. And so sp- we spoke about sleep, obviously, and, and the importance of that. And some of the enemies to sleep, we, we actually didn't get enough, uh, a lot of time to go into all of those, but that certainly in your book, it's in my book, <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. right, it's in my book. And, yeah. uh, and one of them is, is blue light it, it screens yeah. at nighttime. Um, some of the other things, caffeine use, high levels of caffeine use, which is an interesting one that uh, that I talk a little bit about the book in the book as well. Yeah. So that was sort of some of the physical strategies, physical things we can do. Mm-hmm. But there are a whole lot of scientifically proven, you know, what we in in the science world, we, we, we talk about being evidence based, evidence based psychological strategies. That and that's it, what
0: I, I love about what you present. Yeah. It's not. Just ramped up or opinions is very much evidence based yes and that 's really good
1: yeah, I think that's really important, and, and obviously i 'm publishing in academic journals all, yes, all the time they, that's right. they don't like it if you are not backed up by, no. by science so look I, I find this fa- this place um, fascinating, and I'd, lo- I'd love to share some of the the psychological evidence based psych- psychological strategies you can employ, yes, to feel better yeah so Let's start without further ado. All right. um, the first one I call um, Together Feels Better. Now, there is just overwhelming evidence to show that we humans are designed to be socially connected.
0: Yes. People need people, basically. People need
1: people. Just well Just the way said. we're made. That is. Now, some of the science behind this just how, how, how pervasive that is, is is beyond what most people would anticipate. Mm. Now, there's some, a fascinating range of studies that have been done amongst um, a group of people who, these studies have actually been going on for now three generations. They wow. started back in the town of Fra- Framingham mm. in the United States, mm. Massachusetts. And what the researchers did is they identified groups of people and now for, for nearly 60 years or so, mm-hmm. they've actually been following and mapping their journey in terms of their health outcomes uh, their happiness and a whole range of other factors and they've now uh, the the original cohort Framingham cohort now includes their kids and their grandkids as well and what's come out of that are just fascinating studies looking at what they call network phenomenon and so I've got a little image here um, from the one of the publications by a couple of very talented researchers by the name of um, Fowler and Chris Starkus What you can see on this image are all these little tiny dots, and these dots represent people. And what they can identify is how these people are connected within this social network. Now, there's about 5,000 people in this this social network they've been following. Now, what they've found, and this is incredible. Let's talk about obesity, first of all, and then I'll talk about happiness. But what they've actually found is that obesity is socially contagious. Wow. <laughs> so, so and, and it's quite powerful. For example, if you have a, a same-sex friend in a social network, same gender, and they become obese, there is about 160% chance that you will also become obese.
0: well Wow, that's just um, that's a bit it's scary, incredible. isn't it?
1: It is scary. So what do you do with your bad friends? <laughs> well, choose your friends wisely. No, no, no. But no. here's the interesting thing. We know that that effect, that network phenomenon, actually extends three degrees of separation.
0: Three degrees. So- and
1: the same applies, yeah, I'll, I'll actually read to you the quote, the same applies with happiness they've mm-hmm. discovered. So, for example, here's a quote from one of the, the papers that's come out from from these researchers. They say clusters of happy and unhappy. So it goes both ways. People are visible in the network, in that social network. And the relationships between people's happiness extends up to three degrees of separation. For example, to the friends of one's friend's friends.
0: So, Darren, I'm just wondering who's influencing me, like your friend's friends. I may not even know them.
1: That's exactly right. And
0: they're influencing me as possibly total strangers. That's correct. That's,
1: um, now they haven't been able to, they haven't documented the actual percent impact that has, but they have for obesity. And what we actually know is that the, if someone in a social network, say loses weight or gains weight, there's a 10% chance that the friends of the friends, friends will also do the same.
0: The friends of the friends, friends.
1: Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's incredible
0: actually. It is
1: incredible. And so, you know, what, what, what does all this mean? Well, um, One of the the slides that I'll just pop up on the screen now is that the researchers have concluded people's happiness depends on the happiness of others with whom they've connected. And this provides further justification for seeing happiness, like health, as a collective phenomenon. Mm. So, you know, what's the takeaway message of all this? Well, what it means is I think our parents probably told us to choose your friends wisely. And, you know, I suppose you can't choose your family so much, can you? (gasps) No. (laughs) But, you know, who we associate with has a tremendous impact Mm. on our well-being, on our emotional well-being on our happiness. So
0: we really have to be intentional. I, I, I don't think you're really saying we should shun people no. who aren't going to make us happy, but we need to uh, intentionally connect in, in a very um, significant way with people who do.
1: Yes, that's correct, exactly correct. Exactly. Mm. And, I, and I, I, I like that you've mm. brought that in because I'm not in, encouraging anyone to say, all right, I need to get new friends here. Although, you know, in some instances, mm. we maybe need to seek out positive influences in our life. Mm. Um, but that is one of the takeaway messages I'd like to leave, this whole idea that sometimes you know, we need to maybe surround ourselves and be very intentional about the group of people that we're immersing, yes. immersing ourselves in, that yes. social environment.
0: Well, it's a very powerful motivation on a couple of counts, isn't yes.
1: it? Yes, yeah. yeah. You know, and the thing is, there are actually a lot of places we can go to find positive people and uplifting people.
0: So what would you be thinking?
1: Well, I'm thinking of community interest groups. You know, pa- places like, you know, whether it be the local fire brigade or the local church or whatever it might be, places where people are engaged in life. Can you know, I tell you and, something funny? Yeah.
0: Sorry, it's not really on your subject. You said the fire brigade. Yeah. I hope my son will forgive me for telling you this, but <laughs> when he was a very little kid, he wanted to be a fireman. Mm. And then one day he found out or realised that fires sometimes start at night and he was scared of the dark, so it
1: changed his his career path. Oh, really? Well, did you point out to them, if there's a fire there's probably not going to be that dark? Well, I didn't actually (laughs) get to do that. I just was so
0: so amused, actually. Sorry, Brad.
1: (laughs) No, so look, I think the takeaway message from this is we need to be really intentional about the people that we're interacting and communicating with. Mm. And what alarms me is that nowadays... We know that the trend for people engaging with others and connecting with others, because we're designed to do this, mm. is actually through social media sites. Now, there are benefits to things like Facebook and, and, and all the rest of it. So I'm not, I'm not you know, putting that down. But what we definitely know is that, you know, just like um, well, the, the saying I like to use is make friends the old school way. And that involved actually interacting with people, you know, yes. looking at people in yeah. the eye yeah. and, and sharing and commu- and th- there, is, there are tremendous benefits to doing that. We, there was a, a really fascinating study done where they got college students to actually go off Facebook. Right? So I say they to not just show their face on the book. How did right? they do that? So that's a great <laughs> question. That's right. Yeah. But they did it. They, they, these college students agreed to do this for one month a and month a month an entire month oh this my goodness that is was what they found did
0: they get medals or <laughs> well, was,
1: well this is what they, this is some of the results that they found just uh, here's a quote from the researchers here it said that rather than enhancing well-being these findings suggest that facebook may undermine it why did they conclude that well look at this next slide here these were the results of the study they actually found that after one week these College students were reporting higher levels of life satisfaction, social activity. Get that. Social activity, social activity. has improved. Mm-hmm. Social satisfaction has improved. And then after one month, they were reporting higher levels of happiness and lower levels of loneliness.
0: That's that's wonderful. Do you know, oh, we were having a meal out one time and um, there were three young women sitting together yeah. and they'd had their meal, I think, or they weren't eating, but they're all doing something on their yeah. phone. Yes. And I thought, that's incredible. They've come out together yeah. to be together. Yes, But they were just all separately engaged with their phone.
1: Yes. And we see this all the time. In fact, there's actually a bit of a pushback amongst the younger community. And and this this excites me where when they go out for meals together, there is a movement where everyone has to put their phone in the centre and whoever picks it up first, they're the ones who pay for the meal. Oh, (laughs) that's a really good incentive. Exactly. Yeah. But I love this. once, Once again... Yeah, you know, there, there are benefits to social media. They allow us to connect with people that we otherwise wouldn't have and stay in, in contact with, community, with with family members and, and all the rest of it. But we're designed to interact with people mm. on a face-to-face level. Yeah. And so, you know, studies like this are, are coming back that the importance of strengthening our social connections. And, and what you actually alluded to it earlier, I think one of the takeaway messages from that is that there are a lot of things that we can do Right, we can take ownership for in strengthening our existing relationships. Yep. We can be more proactive about showing love to other people. Mm-hmm. And you know one of my favorite books written is um, is the five la- uh, the five love languages. Yes. By Gary Chapman yeah. where he talks about there are there are things that we can do. You know, we can actually be intentional about showing love to other people by acts of kindness by you know giving of gifts by spending quality time and these things the the interesting thing is that when we give in this way we tend to to receive
0: yes and so it's really
1: powerful the the other and i I talk about this in my book um what the other thing that we can powerfully do to to boost our our social relationships and connections um is to forgive do you know Mm. I think that is probably
0: the thing that I, in my observation, that's the thing I think people find the hardest thing to do. Yes. Even people they read about, yeah. they they actively yeah. feel bad about them and, and actively generate a lot of animosity. I mean, yes. they've they done some, some terrible things. Yes, It's very hard. It's a very difficult thing to do. I think you yes. really need help from above, to be honest, yes. to be able to even do that. It's you not normal normal. Hair.
1: That's right. You know, what, what my, one of my observations and, and I talk about this in the book is that, look, there are incredible stories of people that mm-hmm. I, just, I just admire yeah. fantastically because of their ability to forgive mm-hmm. you know, incredible things that have happened to them, terrible things that have happened to them. And, you know, I, once again, that, I, I just admire that in an amazing way. But, you know, unforgiveness actually savages all of us. Mm-hmm. right? And, and, and often the things that ravage relationships uh, can often be small things that just get carried on and perpetuated. And there's a there's a, a a man that I I love his work, um, Dr. Dick Tibbets wrote a book called "Forgive to Live," and in the book he actually has a quote, and I and I cite this in, in my book where he says um, forgiveness uh, is not forgetting. You know, it's it's there are a whole lot of things that mm. forgiveness uh, th- there are misconceptions regarding it, but I like the the way he def- he defines it. He says forgiveness is giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me. And what it does is actually, by by adopting that mentality, you know, that, okay, I'm not going to perpetuate this any further. You know, I'm going to be the the circuit breaker in this cycle of unforgiveness. It really has the power to transform relationships. And so, yeah, incredibly powerful.
0: There's actually, I've I've thought about this at times um, because it's something we all face in life. Mm. And I think the most beautiful model of forgiveness is our own bodies, Mm. You know, they can be treated very badly or neglected or whatever. And you start treating them right, like you were just saying. Yeah. And quickly, they seem to forgive what's been missing or what's, you know, yes. haven't been eating the fruit and veggies. And then yes. by the next day, we're happier. One day, you know, that's that's a beautiful lesson, isn't it? You it know, is. the Creator has put that right inside our being to say, this is about, this is what I'm like. Yes. And this is what I want you to be like. I've created you a body that forgives and Want you to be like that too, and you'll be better.
1: Yes, when you do, I think it's a beautiful analogy. Yeah. yeah. So look, together feels better. This mm-hmm. is one of the strategies. Yes. We need to be really intentional mm-hmm. about strengthening our relationships and immersing ourselves in really positive social environments. But there are other things we can do as well. All
0: right. What is, what is the more?
1: Well, you? the next one I call feelings follow your focus now there are some really fascinating studies that have been done in this space uh, by psychologists and one of them i'll show you some a little graph here this is called three good things and what you can see here is a study that was conducted over the space of uh, six months and what they got people to do is to at the end of each day to write down three things that went well that day and why they went well it's sometimes called three blessings okay? so they got people to do this for a week and so these people had jot down three things that went well that day and really what it was an exercise in getting people to focus on positive, th- positive things in the present all right? and by doing that what we actually know is that there are, there are, there are interactions there are, there are sort of neural pathways between the part of your brain responsible for what you focus on and how you feel your emotional brain so this is why focus f- feeds feelings. And so um, what they, this study found, which which I find interesting, is that after one week of doing this, you can see here, these are the green um, lines that, that represent the people that actually did it. Their happiness over the next six months progressively increased. The blue bars there are just the control group. These are random people that didn't do the exercise. You know, this, this is, we don't normally, as, as a scientist and as a researcher, often we see where we, we get people to do something and it might have an effect and then over time that effect dwindles off. People that did this, the effect gradually grew.
0: How long did they do that?
1: For yeah. six months. So, they, so right. people, they were only asked to do it for a week, but yep. by the end of the week, many of the people said, I'm benefiting from this. I realise that you know, feelings do follow your focus and by doing this, I'm feeling better and so they actually got into the, the pattern that, and many of them held on and kept doing it. Is it important to actually write it down or just mentally acknowledge yeah, it? Yeah, it's a great question. And what we think is that by when you write something down, right, you actually engage another sense. You know, okay. It becomes a kinesthetic experience. In the same way as when we read things out to ourselves, yes. it actually becomes an auditory as compared to just a just a visual thing. So it's more powerful to actually write yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that seems it. to be the case. Okay. Here's, here's another one. And... I'll tell you what, if you want some homework in terms of something that can have a profound effect on your emotional well-being, here it is. This is called the gratitude visit. In fact, oh, oh, let, me, let me test you on this. Eh? Oh dear, I hope this isn't well, too hard. Well, I'm not going to <laughs> ask you specifically, but I invite you to do this as well. All right. Can you think of someone who has had a positive, significant impact on your life? You don't need to tell me who it is. Well, I could. Okay, that's great. You want me to? You can, you can welcome to share it if you like.
0: Darren Morton. Oh. Whoa, how's that? <laughs> and that's the truth. That's the truth. That's not just because you're sitting here on, um, you know, on TV. I, that's the truth. You have. You wow. really have. Thank and it's very evident, you know, just from who you are, that you have taken on board all of this lovely information that you're so kindly sharing. Oh, yeah.
1: thank you. That's lovely for you to say. But and that's genuine. That's I would like genuine. you to choose someone else. You'd love me right. you to choose someone else. <laughs> but here's the, here's the, here's the assignment. Think of that person, and please choose someone else, but I really appreciate those con words, and and do the same here. Mm -hmm. Then go away and write down a few paragraphs about that person Mm -hmm. and the impact that they've made on your life. And then here's the really challenging part. Go and read it to that person face-to-face. Very challenging. right? And even if you can't do the face-to-face thing, just sharing it with that person goes a long way towards promoting this. But here's what the studies find people who do that and i've done that myself i actually did that for my for my mum um, oh how they, lovely they will report yeah. people who do it report higher levels of happiness this is the person that did it not the recipient this is the giver mm-hmm. for one month after that's, incredible. that's one incredibly month. rewarding isn't what it? else do you know that will boost your levels of happiness i was just going to say
0: month? what else do you know mm. that would do that
1: mm. it's incredible so mm. feelings follow your focus and, you know, I think what the gratitude visit is really is an exercise in focusing on the positive mm-hmm. in the past. That what went well experiment that I, I spoke about, that's really about focusing on what went positive in the present, right? What happened today? And then the other element to that is obviously focusing on what what's positive in the future. And, you know, I love the idea that you know, we have a hope. You know, I mean, I, I come from a Christian background, obviously. And that actually gives us ultimately something very, very positive yeah. to to hang our hopes on. Um, hope is incredibly powerful. You know, the, the whole notion of where there is hope, there is life. Um, never a truer word was spoken than that. So, yeah, so feelings follow your focus. Together is better. These are things. Are physical things sorry these are psychological things that we can do that can have a a measurable impact on our well-being but there's one more and i call this one giving is living um look what we know is that humans are just designed to look out for others well They should be designed to do that. We have in this innate thing inside us that that wires us for this. In fact, one of the the fathers of this this whole psychological movement that's exploring how we can help people to feel better and to happier and enjoy a more vibrant life is a man by the name of um, Professor Martin Seligman. And he has this quote, and, and I love this quote here. It says, Doing a kindness produces the single most reliable increase in well-being that is happiness of any exercise that we've ever tested
0: so that's right up there at the top yeah right right up at the top top. that is the one yes you've you've mentioned a lot of things that are excellent but that's number one
1: that is the top so in his own words that is that is the creme de la creme that is Mm. if you put everything doing a kindness you know i've actually come to believe that at an emotional level we there is there's a, there's a law that, I suppose, governs our emotional state. And it quite simply says that you reap what you sow. Mm. You know, when we purposefully and intentionally seek about dragging others down, we go down with them. Yeah. But if we purposefully, intentionally seek to lift others up, then we go up with them as well.
0: It makes me think it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's, that's a literally true statement. It doesn't sound like it could be. Yep. You kind of think if you give something, well, you, 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 you've lost it. That's yes. gone now. Yeah. But really, it actually, literally, scientifically is, is true. Is showing. It and is there, is are, there are blessed.
1: so many studies coming through that demonstrate this. Here is, um, here is a, a, another quote that I found. This is in, uh, appeared in American um, Scientific Mind. And how's this? This is this is from, a, you know, just a, a secular publication. But they they said they qu- they said this. They said our species is apparently the only one with a genetic makeup that promotes selflessness and true altruistic behavior. Yes. What, what they, they were saying in that is that why is it that we would give to people on the other side of the planet who are disadvantaged that, you know, we can aid them in some way when there is no chance of them reciprocating that kindness to us? And what, what they conclude is that there is something deeply woven into our very fabric that knows that it is more blessed to give than receive. And by doing that, it actually lifts us. You know, that the, the, the help is high is a very real phenomenon.
0: I, I'd even though suggest there that I think that not many of the people who do that don't do it to gain a benefit because they, they probably didn't know that research. Yes. They did it. Yes. Genuinely. And that's probably why the re, the actual reward came.
1: Yeah. And I love that. And that's, and of course what I'm not encouraging you to do is to go out and do something kind so that you get a lift. That's just a, a side, a side effect of the uh, a consequence. You know, it's, it's so much so, you know, that service, and this is really what we're talking mm. about here, having a service mentality has been described, not as self-sacrifice, but enlightened self-interest, wow. <laughs> which obviously we don't want to adopt that perspective, but that's that's the flow-on consequence. Mm. You know, when we genuinely try and lift other people, we go up with them. Some of the studies show, well, there, for example, we know that amongst um, service-oriented lawyers, right, they report high levels of happiness and well-being than money-oriented lawyers, mm-hmm. even though they don't earn. Anywhere near the same sort of mm. dollars. We know has this. In the United States, there are studies that actually show that tripling your income. Right. So going from this, is, this is, these are in people that are earning less than twenty thousand dollars a year, which is essentially sort of the poverty line, to earning more than seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Now that's you think, wow, there's a pretty good, you know, well-being boost that will yes. come from that. Well, yeah, you do get a well-being boost from that, but it's about equivalent to volunteering once a week. Oh. So given that the chance of your income tripling are probably, is probably fairly slim, what might be a better path is just to go and volunteer once a week for a couple of hours.
0: Do you know there are, I don't know the figures, but a huge number of volunteers in Australia and they're reporting that, that they don't know how the nation would actually get by if they didn't have those volunteers in all yes. kinds of areas. So, yes. so actually there's a lot of scope out there and you could be thinking about Maybe something that you would love to do, yeah. and that people would love to receive. Yeah, yeah. Hey,
1: look, just to wrap it up. I obviously I'm very passionate about this, and there are just so many things that I would love for people to know about actionable things they can do to help them feel better you know to improve the the quality of their mood lift their mood and lift their life and actually i've even developed a pro i mean my book's called live more happy um, scientifically proven ways to lift your mood in your life i've got a a program that accompanies that where people get to experience it i call it the lift project Um, you can learn more about that stuff on my website uh, which is drdarrenmorton.com but, um, yeah, look, I think we need to get this message out here. People need to understand there are very powerful and actionable things they can do to lift their mood. Well,
0: well, honestly, I feel inspired. <laughs> I
1: just sort of can't wait to go and
0: get into into this because it's just so, so beautiful. I mean, the strategies are so beautiful and so inviting. And to think that that amount of um, extra benefit came from fruit and veggies, for example, yes. which I didn't know. I mean, I yeah. knew they were good for all kinds of things. Yeah. But... to to be happy again the next day so actually I've got a tray of mangoes I must make sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, so absolutely absolutely fantastic information and I love your research and I love the way that, that you've actually presented it So um, we've really, really loved having you on the program and have these two sessions. I hope everybody buys your book, and I say that because for their benefit. (laughs) That's altruistic, okay, because uh, that's just an absolutely wonderful book. So if you'd like to watch our programs on demand, just go to our website. That's 3abnaustralia.org.au. Click on uh, on the watch button. We'll see you next time, and God bless
1: you.